Fragments of Fright Volume 3 is here. Go to Amazon and search for Fragments of Fright or go to maniacontheloose.com slash books. <laughs> If you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. <laughs> Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. Escaped Lunatic I live alone in a moderately sized log home. My driveway is approximately one mile in length and is canopied by low-hanging shade trees. It makes for a relatively creepy drive to my house. It's literally in the middle of nowhere. My nearest neighbor is three miles away, and that neighbor happens to be a maximum security mental institution for the criminally insane. It's a massive five-story brick-and-stone gothic-style castle-like structure. Even though I've lived in my home for over ten years, and I have to pass by the Lone Oak Institution whenever I go to town, I've never grown accustomed to the way it looms over the road. It always gives me the creeps when I see it. My friends and family say I'm crazy for living so far away from civilization like I do, but for my needs, it's perfect. I'm an extreme introvert, you see, and being that I'm a rather successful romance novelist, I have the freedom to live anywhere I choose. When this log home became available, I jumped at it. I would have preferred something a little smaller for a single 30-something gal like myself, but the house being engulfed within the forest made for less yard work, so that was a nice trade-off. Being an extreme introvert, I don't get lonely. Bug, my bald minskin cat, provides me with enough companionship to keep me happy, and the big plus of having that unnerving, scary mental institution nearby is that it has its own cell tower. This allows me to have access to high-speed internet, a luxury many rural living people don't have. It was a crisp autumn gray day. A constant breeze was stirring up the fallen colored leaves outside. I had my radio dialed into a local smooth jazz station. I had just gotten a small fire going in the living room and was looking forward to curling up next to it with a good horror novel, but had some housework to finish before I reached that point. I had let my laundry pile up over the past couple of weeks. I was guilty of doing this more often than I'd care to admit. When I put the first load in and hit the start button, nothing happened. Over the next 30 minutes, I tried every washing machine troubleshooting tip I could think of, but nothing did the trick. In the 10 years I had lived in my home, I never had an issue with any of my appliances. Thus, I never had to go to an appliance repairman, so I was going to have to find a list of some in the area and take a shot in the dark. The first two I tried were booked up for the next week, 
But the third time was indeed the charm and said they could have a repairman out within an hour. Two hours later, I heard a vehicle pull up into my driveway. I assumed it was the repairman and expected to hear a knock on the door. I waited and waited, but that knock never came, so I walked over to the front window and looked out. There was a white van with the words, Mr. Appliance Repair, stenciled on the side, but there was no sign of the driver. He wasn't in the driver's seat of the vehicle, and I didn't see him on my front porch. Where was he? It was at that moment when I saw a man in dirty, white coveralls emerging from the back of my house. He was a short man with a medium build. He sported a crew cut. He seemed to be wandering around aimlessly, so I went ahead and opened the front door. I asked him if he was there for my washer. He looked at me curiously for an unusually long time before a spark of recognition registered over his face. Oh, yes ma'am, I'm the repairman. He smiled sheepishly, revealing a missing front tooth. What were you doing behind my house? He took a moment before coming forth with an explanation. I just never been out this way before. It's real pretty. I, I was just looking around. He walked up to me. His eyes kept darting from my eyes to the interior of my house through the open door behind me. I think I even caught him glancing at my rather small breasts. Just as I instinctively folded my arms, I noticed that the man had red stains on the chest of his coveralls. It looked like blood and I couldn't help but to address it. Is that blood? He looked down at the bloody stain in question. Apparently he wasn't aware that it was there and he started stammering. Oh, oh, uh, that, yeah, um... Then I noticed that the knuckles on his right hand were bloody as well. I pointed it out to him. Your hand, what did you do? He looked down and noticed the abrasions on his knuckles covered in a thin layer of blood. He then awkwardly wiped his bloody hand off on his coveralls. Oh yeah, I, I had a flat tire. I scraped my knuckles on the ground when I was changing it. That's all. Well, that's, that's all. He didn't seem confident in his answer and quickly changed the subject. Uh, show your washing machine. Uh, you want me to take a look at that unit? He started to walk into the house. Oh, wait, wait, don't you need some tools or something? He stopped and looked back at his truck, and I could feel the wheels in his mind churning. Well, I, I like to look at the machine first. That way I know what I'll need. I was rather uncomfortable with this man. He had a jittery uneasiness about him. Something wasn't right, but I still allowed him into my house and showed him where the washing machine was. Once there, he started fumbling around with the cord, plugging it in and out of the wall several times. I got the impression that he had no idea what he was doing. It was at this time that I heard something fall in the other room. My cat, Bug, was always knocking things over. This wasn't unusual, but I wanted to make sure it wasn't anything crucial, so I excused myself and walked into the other room. Turns out it was the plastic trash can in the kitchen that Bug had knocked over. It wasn't the first time. I was about to head back over to the washing machine to see if the repairman had made any progress, but stopped in my tracks when the smooth jazz on the radio was interrupted by a radio announcer. 
we interrupt this broadcast to bring you this special report. A man described as extremely dangerous has escaped from the Lone Oak Mental Institution. The man is said to be 5 feet 10 inches tall and has short cropped hair. He was spotted assaulting a Mr. Appliance Repairman and is believed to have stolen his vehicle, a white work van. If you see anyone fitting that description or driving a Mr. Appliance Repair Van, please alert authorities immediately. We now return you to your normal broadcast. My heart was beating out of my chest and I was on the verge of hyperventilating. I would call the police, but I was afraid the dangerous lunatic in the laundry room would hear me and kill me. I thought it best to just grab my car keys, sneak to my car, and drive away. The problem was my car keys were in my bedroom, and in order to get to my bedroom, I had to pass by the laundry room. I took in a few deep, calming breaths, and carefully, silently moved through the house toward the bedroom. As I approached the laundry room, I was perplexed by the eerie silence coming from in there. I peered into the room as I passed by. I could see the washing machine, but I didn't see the escaped mental patient. Where was he? I didn't even want to think about it. I just wanted to get my keys and get out of there. I kicked it into a higher gear and hurried into my bedroom. I grabbed my keys and rushed back past the laundry room, which was still empty. Where was he? As I passed through the living room, I noticed the fire in the fireplace had burned down to hot red coals. That's when I saw the fireplace poker and grabbed it for protection. I then made my way toward the front door. Just as I reached out for the doorknob, I heard a loud creak from directly behind me. I turned around and screamed. The escaped lunatic was standing stoically in front of me, staring at me. I cried out in a loud whisper, What do you want from me? He looked confused and still kept up his innocent front. I hope you don't mind that I used your bathroom. I wanted to wash that blood off my hand. I slowly stepped backward until I could feel my shoulder blades pressing against the front door. I kept my gaze locked onto the patient they described as extremely dangerous. It dawned on me that perhaps if he didn't realize I was onto him, he wouldn't harm me. I needed to stay calm and play dumb. Just as this thought entered my mind, I noticed his brow crinkle in confusion. His shifty eyes then looked down at the keys in my hand. Are you going somewhere? He took a step forward and I noticed his eyes shift to the fire poker in my other hand. I tried my best, but I couldn't conceal my panic. My eyes were darting around and I started panting. I was standing there with my car keys and a weapon. It was only a matter of seconds before this maniac put two and two together and realized that I knew exactly who he was. So I took the initiative. I let out a battle cry as I raised the fire poker high in the air and swung it with all my might. I hit him directly on the side of the head and sent him sprawling to the floor. The back of his head bounced off of the floor with a sickening thud and he lay still. I slowly approached him. His chest was still. There was a thin trail of blood seeping from his mouth and ears. His eyes were wide open and lifeless. 
I startled when the radio announcer's voice interrupted the smooth jazz emanating from the other room. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this urgent update. The escaped mental patient from the Lone Oak Mental Institution was apprehended and returned to the facility. That was all I heard. The flood of confusion splashing through my mind drowned out the rest of the announcement. Apprehended? How could the escaped lunatic have been apprehended? He was lying on my floor in front of me dead as a doornail. What was happening? I let out an alarmed gasp as my disco-like cell phone ring filled the air. I looked down at the incoming number. It was the Mr. Appliance Repair Center. I was quick to click the answer button. My voice trembled as I spoke. Hello? Is this the woman with the broken washing machine? I nodded and let out a sound that the man took as affirmative. I apologize for Cole being late. He called in to let me know he had a flat tire and had to stop and change it. He asked if I'd call you to let you know he was going to be late, but the damnedest thing happened right after that. Some loony from the mental institution escaped and beat up one of my other repairmen. He stole his truck, too. Luckily, the cops caught the crazy guy and my repairman is going to be just fine. I hope you can understand why I didn't get a chance to call. Cole should get your washing machine fixed in no time. Now, Cole is very shy and a little socially awkward, but don't let that throw you. He's one of the best repairmen and nicest guys you'll ever meet. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. (laughs) Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com Sign up for our newsletter and I'll give you some free stuff. We'll see you soon. Very soon. I have some exciting news. You can now get Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast merchandise. T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, and much more. Choose from two different Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast logos or get merchandise with one of my book covers on it. Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash store. That's ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash store. If you like what you're hearing, please consider contributing. Any amount helps. Recurring monthly contributions are best of all. Just go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash support. That's ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash support. (laughs) 